Very good morning to you, church. I hope I find you well. I'm in great form, too. Praise the Lord. Uh, we just watched this uh, video clip there just now, and um, what I just sensed in there, that's a, that's a, um, a righteous, righteous nation in the making. Amen. Because the Bible says, teach your children in the way of the Lord. Then they will not forget. But if you don't, the enemy will destroy them. Amen. So we have to, uh, we just want to thank the teachers that teach these young children. That make sure that they are staying in the way of the Lord. Because they will never forget. Even if they get lost somewhere along the line, they will always remember to come back into line. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many know that God is in control? And how many are aware that God is working? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I was just pondering some time when I was told that I have to give this message. And I was wondering to myself, what am I going to preach? There's so much things to preach about, to say. But uh, <clears throat> I, I had a dream then. The dream that I had was... Uh, uh, I, was, I was at a gathering like this, and then somebody called me up to come onto the stage and gave me a mic. But as soon as I came onto the altar, I couldn't stand. And I was wobbling, and I was wobbling, and I couldn't stand. And everybody, and the man that called me up, he couldn't stand. And we were all flat on the, on the altar. And then I heard this word, you need to worship me. You need to worship me. So then I realized when I woke up the following day, I was singing this song on the road, bow down and worship me, bow down and worship me. Then it clicked on my head that this is the message that God wants for his people, that we need to worship him. Amen. So the last time I said that God was doing a new thing in, a, in this ministry and in the lives of the, the, the church. And then I said that we need to adjust and turn and position ourselves to receive what he was doing. And then, uh, I don't know if you have noticed that there is a shift, there is something that is happening. Yes, it is happening. And now, we're singing that song that open your eyes and you will see. Amen. The things that you've dreamed of. So, this is happening now, but we still need to position ourselves. There's still things to receive from the Lord for what he has. For your life, and for the life of the ministry. Praise the Lord. So what we need to do now is to keep focusing on what he has for us. Amen. And now he is now saying to us, for us to be able to be strengthened and to be able to do what he wants us to do, we have to be in this place of worship. We have to be in the place of worship. As a ministry, we have to make sure that we we, we put our time together to know that this is the most important day that we have to gather as these people together. And we have to make sure that we are here at the right time. And we, as soon as we enter here, we must know that we are in his presence. Praise the Lord. And then we have to know that we are now ready to worship. And we, our hearts have to be inclined to, to the Lord. We have to position our hearts to receive and to know that we are now in his presence and we are going to worship our maker. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So we, we are now going to step 
church we have to we have to step into this position now of worship one as a church corporately and secondly as individuals we have to step up at home we have to start to worship at home and when we get here it's corporately but at home it has to be time for worship worshiping God you and your missus you and your children all together you alone it does not matter but we have to have this time that we worship our maker and it is in that place of worship that God begins to release what he has for us amen because we are in his presence and then he sees all the things that we have all the things that we need all those things but the most important thing that he loves is when he sees us worshiping him because he created us for this praise the lord you see it was this that i revelation that i got that god when after he had created everything and then he says uh, in the bible that he says let us create man and when he created man he created him in his own image and then the, down the line the enemy came and then he he deceived his man and he fell but we have to understand now that god is a holy god he does not love sin does not like sin and he has principles and he has principles that he has placed in place because he's a just god but he had lost his creation that he loved so much and he had a way to get him back but instead of him changing his principles to get him back he humbled himself to come and reach out down to him and he became man and when he came man he lived among him and then he humbled himself further and he died one of the worst and terrible deaths to get man back and he did so he conquered that sin that stole his man and he conquered the, the the, the, the penalty, the destruction of, of his soul. Praise the Lord. And he got him back. And now we are his children. We are called his children because of Christ who died on the cross to make us the righteousness of God. He brought us back to God again. And there we are. And therefore now we must always know, we must never forget that we need to worship God because he's our father, he's our maker. He has lords for us and he loves us so much. We must always, always remember this. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know if I'll be able to dish out everything that I have, but it does not matter even if I don't, because whatever will be dished out, I'd say it will be more than enough for us. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I wanted to just read you a scripture there in Samuel, in First Samuel, um, First Samuel 16 and verse 7. Have you got that one? Do we have it? Huh?
And it tells us that the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. So when we come before God, it doesn't matter how we are, but he looks at our heart, how we approach him. Uh, at, at what stage, at what level do we approach him? So he looks at the heart, the, the, the condition of the heart. Are you just coming in there for what you want for yourself or are you coming in there because you reverence him as your God or you want to benefit? But we need to come to God because we are his children and we just have to be in his presence and we love to be his presence and we love to worship him. And then he knows then the things that we have and he will provide for these. Praise the Lord. And I have Jeremiah, um, Jeremiah 3 and 15 there. Thank you, Jesus. Jeremiah 3 and 15 says, I will give you pastors according to my own heart, which shall feed you with the knowledge and understanding. We just heard the Jill talking about the Bible school. We just heard the pastors and every time they talk, and these are the pastors that the, 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 the Bible is talking about, that I will give you pastors according to my heart. That is according to his heart, is according to what the people need in this area. So this is the pastors that he will give you in your area, the pastors that will be able to deliver what you are in need of, to help you to accomplish, to be who God wants you to be. Praise the Lord. How many know from the time that you gave your life to Christ can look back and say, I am a changed person. How many of us? Praise the Lord. That's how it has to be. Because the Bible says it takes us from glory to glory. So if you changes you and you walk and you look back and you are no longer the same, then you know that God has done something in your life. Praise the Lord. So what does it mean? It means we keep going, we keep advancing, we keep getting into the word, we keep praying, we keep praying for each other, we keep empowering each other, we keep helping each other, and we grow so that the calling that you have for your life becomes into manifestation, that gift comes out. Praise the Lord. You're not called just to be sitting around and, and, and coming and going home and, and drink tea and sleep. You're called there to reach out to the world. Praise the Lord. Reaching out to the world does not mean you have to be in a stadium, you have to be in a, to, to shout to people. No. Reaching out to people is whoever is next to you. You can find out if they know Christ, if they love Christ, if they have a problem, do they know how to get it solved? Do, know, do they know where to go? That is reaching out. Praise the Lord. You get discipled to be able to reach out to other people. And I tell you, when the God of heaven empowers you and lifts you up, it is very easy for you to speak to the somebody that is a problem. I used to think myself that uh, if I start talking to somebody about God, they will probably shout at me. So I always used to be a bit reserved. But one day I used to have this urge to, to, to say something to the person. And then when I said it the first time, I was so surprised how receptive they were. They were actually looking for help and they didn't know where to find it. But then God nudges us in our hearts 
to always say something to somebody. So do not be afraid. If you have this urge on the inside of you to say something at work, on the street even, say it to him. He will not shout at you. You'll be surprised. Sometimes they start to argue and sometimes they cry over your shoulder. And you'll be crying yourself when you go home. How many times you ignored that? And how many times those people that you let go did not receive what, you, what God had on the inside of you? Praise the Lord. So this is what we have to do and to help other people. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now I have a scripture here that uh, 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 we need to read to really understand where God is calling us in the terms of worship. And that's in First Chronicles 16, verse 23 to 31. Thank you, Jesus. I will read this one for you. Verse 23. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols. All the gods of the people are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of, of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. The world also shall be stable and it shall be not moved. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice and let men say among the nations, the Lord reigneth. Praise the Lord. So the Lord reigns. All the other gods, I was thinking about it the other day, that Christ said, I am going back to my father, prepare a place for you. And I've been speaking to other people. Sometimes when you want to tell them about Christ, they say, no, I worship something else. And I can tell him that I have hope because my Lord is preparing a place for me because heaven is my home. But they can't tell me what their God has prepared for them. They can't tell me what is going to happen when they fall asleep because they do not know. But our God tells us what he has for us and that is coming back to take us into that place. All we have to do is to make sure that we stay holy and we go according to his word. If it is too hard, you just come before him. He says in Ezekiel 36, 26, Behold, I will remove that heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. And then I will fill it with my spirit and you'll be able to walk in my statutes and to keep in my commandments. So it is only when God has taken a hold of us that we are able to, to move in the way that he wants us to move. Praise the Lord. 
So genuine worship, like he's asking us here to praise him and to sing unto the Lord and, and all the earth. So genuine worship must be done in holiness. God accepts spiritual jubilant worship, yes, only as it is accompanied by an inward disposition of reverence and purity, an earnest desire to be near him and the fervent commitment to resist all that offends his holy nature. We know, you know, when you offend, when you do something that offends God, you will know that you know that you've done something wrong. Everybody knows, even those that don't worship God, even those that don't love God, they know if they've done something wrong, they will tell you. So this is what we have to do. As long as we don't do something that offends his holy nature and stand in his presence and we'll be able to worship him. Praise the Lord. Now, as we all remember, God sent Moses uh, to Pharaoh to ask him to let his people go, that they may worship him. So that means God requires us, his people, to worship him. He went to great lands in Egypt, great lands, to show frogs, to show, uh, you know, your, all those calamities that Egyptians went through. God went through those. One, the Bible says, every time he was hardening Pharaoh's heart. But he knew Pharaoh did not know him. But he was hardening his heart so that he will do, bring these things to pass so that his children can also see and be a witness on how powerful that God that has sent Moses for them is. Praise the Lord. So they had to witness for themselves when Moses said, the God of heaven sent me, the I am that I am. And then they had to witness that for sure this God that sent Moses is an almighty God by the things that he did to the Egyptians, to Pharaoh. Praise the Lord. But there is one thing that happened now. After they have crossed over and they've gone across and they're in the wilderness, there is people that were on the, among the nation that were there that did not acknowledge God's power and God's presence. And they kept doing the things that they used to do in Egypt. And those are the people that God said, you will never get into the promised land. You will never experience what I have for you. So this is a position that we need to be aware of ourselves. That as we walk with God, there is no things that we keep doing that will stop us to get to what he has for us. He has for us eternity. And the things that we keep doing, like these uh, people of uh, the, Israel, uh, the children of Israel, uh, they kept sinning and sinning and doing things uh, uh, according to what they used to do in Egypt. After even seeing what God had done in Egypt and after seeing what God and how much power he had to make them cross the Red Sea, after seeing all that, they still went and were worshiping idols. They still did not believe fully and they all perished in the wilderness. They did not get to Canaan. So it is for us as well to be aware as we walk with the Lord that we don't keep doing things that we know are not good, that we know that are, are not right. Pa Paul says, 
because of God's grace, shall we keep on sinning? He says, God forbid. So in other words, we need to stop. It does not mean that we do not err. It does not mean that we make a mistake. Yes, we make a mistake with human beings. But we get up very quickly and we repent. And we don't deliberately do it knowing that it is wrong. Then we won't be like those children of Israel. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Isaiah 25 and in verse 1. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 25. I didn't put it here, did I? Is it there? Yes. I will exalt you. I will praise your name. For you, you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Hallelujah. O oh Lord, thou art God, I will exalt thee and I will praise thy name. Yes. In this chapter, Isaiah praises the Lord for the defeat of everyone and everything that opposed his righteous purpose and kingdom, and for his role as deliverer and comforter of his people. You see, God is always faithful and stays true to his promises. All we need to do is to stay connected to him. He is faithful even when we are not faithful. He stays faithful. He keeps looking on us. Even when we turn back and start going the other way, God keeps looking on us. Just like we have this example of the prodigal son that went away from his dad. But every day, the, the Bible tells us the father was always looking over to see maybe one day my son will be coming back. That's the same thing God does for us when we go away from him. He is always hoping that my son can hear this word can hear the preachers, can hear you when you speak to him, and then it can help you to turn around and come back. And then when he come back, he embraces you. He will never say, oh, you went away, so I think you can take care of yourself. Because he knows out there, there is wolves. He wants you in his keep, under his wings, praise the Lord. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Praise the Lord. So when we abide and we stay in, in there, we are under the protection of, of God. I raised up chickens before when I was a youngster, and I used to have this, uh, uh, the hen itself. Sometimes you would have about 14 little ones. And then when you put food on the, on the ground, and she go click, 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 and it calls them all around. But there is always some that little want to wander away from mommy. And they will be all over the place. But there's some that always stick around. They will grow up. They will grow to lay their own eggs. They will grow to crow as well. But these little ones that like to adventure a lot. Because you have this, um, what do you call this bird now? The eagle, the small one though. The, 
Yeah, that one. <laughs> so that one there is also looking for stray little ones. And when it comes, it just comes and scoops them. But sometimes when the mother notices that she's floating above her, she will make a different noise. And then the, the ones that are close are quickly under the wings. But the one that has been wandering about comes back flying, trying to go under the wings. But sometimes it makes it, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it gets picked up before it gets to the mother. So the same thing with us. Psalms 91, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High, we must always be around God's reach, God's protection, and then we are all good to go. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms 95, 1 to 6. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is, is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of, his heel, of the hills is his also. The sea is his. He made it and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Praise the Lord. So when I got this word about worship, and I started to go into the words, and there is numerous uh, scriptures in the word about worship, which means at every other turn, when you read there, you will always come across this word about worshiping God. So I realized how, how important it is. And God is trying to tell us that, that worshiping him is number one thing. And when we worship him, everything else falls into place. The Bible tells us the angels are singing and worshiping God. Holy, holy are you. And they stay in that holiness. And we here on earth, we need to worship him as well. Holy is our God. And we were worshiping here. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the air and the last, the beginning and the end. There was none before and there will be none after him. It is the one true God that we need to worship. So this worship thing, let it be engraved in our hearts from today. From today, if we were not worshiping, let's start to take that move and create a place of worship in the house. You can worship it anyhow. You want to go on your knees. You want to lift your hands. You want to dance about. But worship God. Praise the Lord. Worship him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In Matthew 6, and 9 to 13, Christ teaches us here how to pray to our Father about everything that concerns us according to his will. For we have a God that is seated in heaven in his holy habitation. I don't know about the other gods, but ours, the Bible tells us that he is seated in heaven in his holy habit, habitation. That's where he is, in a holy place, and just looking at us, his beloved people. He loves us so much. If only human beings could understand how much God loves, loves them, 
Nobody will be walking away the way they do. Nobody will be telling us when we try to share the word that uh, I believe in myself. I, I was talking to somebody else and they told me, uh, I believe in myself. You believe in yourself, yes. But then when I was looking through this, yeah, I came through the scripture in there. Uh, I'm going to come to it. Nebuchadnezzar is one of the kings that was believing in himself. I built this, I did that, and I did this, and all this year, to my greatness, it is all because of me. And then watch what happens. Watch what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. Thank you, Jesus. I will come to it. Anyway, um, yeah, so this is our Father's prayer and this that he's concerned about us. And Christ was teaching us how to talk to our God. Because the disciples always saw every time he went to pray. You read in the Bible, and then the Lord went to the mountain to pray. And then Lord separated him to pray. And then the Lord separated him. And the disciples were wondering, how does he pray? So they decided to ask him, Lord, teach us how to pray. And then he gave them this format. But this format here goes right around every desire that we have for our own lives as well. You can, you can move it and you can change it under this, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thank you, Jesus. And when we pray like that, you can say other things in between that are directly connected, that are directly concerning you through that prayer. I said it in another way over the phone to somebody else and said, I have never heard this prayer said like this, but it has really changed my life. I said, this is what Christ told us to do. You say, you pray what he said, and then you put what is affecting you next to that. Praise the Lord. Our Father who art in heaven, Father, I know you are the Holy One of Israel. You are seated on the throne. Hallowed be your name. There is none besides you. There is no God like you. Praise the Lord. Give us this day our daily bread. Father, it is only you that can feed us. It is only you that can provide for us. So you will make sure that you say the prayer and then you fit in the things that concern you. Praise the Lord. Um... First, uh, First Chronicles 16 and 24 says, Declare his marvelous works. I was looking at this. I said, Declare his marvelous works. That means you have to know, you have to let other people know what God has done. You have to let other people know what God has done in your life. You have to let other people know what God has done in somebody's life that you know. Because that testimony on his soul says they overcame by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Praise the Lord. So that testimony that you give to somebody else, you'll be surprised what it does to their own life. And someday, it might be not their life. They will go to somebody else and say, you know, I was talking to Phil. Do you know what he told me? <laughs> I don't know. He was telling me that this, 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 this. 
about Christ, about the, the power of God. And they go, you believe that? I don't know. And they go away. But the Holy Spirit, because that word has entered into them, the Holy Spirit takes that word and energizes it and brings conviction to that person. One man at work there, I, I, used, I prayed with him for, for his son, and his son is healed. And uh, he was a bit shy to tell other people. And I never told anybody. But one day, a man say, came, and I was in a, in a in closed place. I went in there, and he came running because I was alone. And he came running in there. And I said, are you okay? He says, yeah. I saw you coming in here. I just wanted to mention to you that uh, my cousin is not very well. His heart is, so I believe you, 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 you can pray. I said, who told you that? <laughs> oh, my friend told me he prayed for his son, and now he's, he's now okay. Would you pray for my, for my cousin? I said, I can, yes. But is it possible, possible that I can talk to your cousin? I said, if he doesn't want to talk, it doesn't matter, but I'm still going to pray with you. What I was trying to do then was to actually bring the word of God into that man's heart, direct. But anyway, we did pray without him because we were at work. And last week he came back, he says, he is out of us because they tried to put monitors and all into his heart. He came on Friday, says, he's been set free, he's now at home, and praise the Lord, he is good. Praise Jesus. So this is the empowerment that I am talking to you about, that every one of us in here should be going through this. That's why I asked, have you noticed any change from where you were to where you are now? If you are now feeling bold enough to lay a hand on somebody, you are growing. If you are feeling to pray with somebody, you are growing. If you are still doubtful and still a, a bit afraid, keep, keep connected to the word. Keep connected to the word. This church keeps teaching people and teaching people and teaching people until you get bold, until you get courageous, until, until you have no fear, until you can stand. The lady phoned last week and she said uh, in South Africa, my head is splitting, I can't sleep, I can't I take two, three tablets and, and everything else and, and I am waiting for uh, visa, this, and I'm waiting, and everything is just running out of time and I don't know. And I said, I know. God is in control. I said, you worry too much. You worry too much. You are too stressed out. Children of God don't behave like that because they know who their father is and they know what their God is capable of doing. And I reminded uh, of the children of Israel when they got to the Red Sea. Time was running out, wasn't it? Pharaoh coming behind on the horses. The Red Sea is full. And then they decided to turn on Moses. Why didn't you just leave us in Egypt? Working hard on those bricks and getting food was better than this now. Getting pushed into the Red Sea. Time was running out. But God has his own time. He never runs out of time. At the right time, he opened the Red Sea and the children of Israel crossed. The whole lot of them, before Pharaoh came, he slowed down Pharaoh. Praise the Lord. So there is nothing too hard for him. 
Even in your own situation, you're not running out of time. Just trust in God. He has the time. He has what you need. He knows where you are going. He knows how to get you there. Just keep trusting in him. So I told her, just worship God. We're going to pray for your, for your splitting headache. We're going to, 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 to bind that. Because that's not God's children's portion. And we prayed over that. And then I said, from today onwards, you worship God. On your own, in your house, on your knees. Worship God, whichever way you want, but worship him. She sent a message on, on Thursday. She said, <laughs> the, that, that uh, splitting headache and whatever I had is totally gone. I am so free in my mind. I can think straight. I can do things now. And, and says, but I'm still waiting for this. But I am doing what you told me to worship. And I'm worshiping. And I can't believe the, the, uh, the rise of my faith. My faith is just reason. I am not even worried about this because I know it is coming. And I said, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we need to be getting these testimonies. We need to be giving these testimonies. And I believe also that when you hear, somebody here hears these testimonies, they say, this also can happen to me. Praise the Lord. This also I can take hold of and make it mine. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And then when we read in, uh, you see, talking about this praise, uh, worshiping God, we, we know, everybody of us knows, when you read in Daniel uh, uh, chapter 3 about the three Jewish boys that refused to bow to another God. They refused. In the front of a king, a king who was slaughtering people, if they don't do something, they were, they were killed. But these three boys... I was surprised one day I saw a film that they did about these guys here. When, this, when the statue was up there, there were a whole lot of people bowed down on their knees. And this, only these three guys remained standing. I said, what boldness and what courage. But they knew their God, praise the Lord. And they said, we will not bow. If it means cutting the throat, so let it be. But we only bow to one God, the Almighty. And he thought he was going to punish them. The king says, ask this man, by the way, what do we do to a piece of metal that does not want to bend? Says, we heat it up. Hallelujah. They don't want to bend. Heat them up. Put them in the furnace. And they did. But they did not burn. Why was that? God showed up and stood with them. Well done, boys. We are all good. And when they opened the fire, is this fire hot? He tried, he burned himself. How come? And they came out. That's the power of our God. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I've come now to Nebuchadnezzar in 37, when he was trying to exalt himself. The Bible says in... Um, um, Yes, I have it here. Praise the Lord. Uh, 
Now, I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt. Now, this is a king that was too proud and saying that everything depended on him and it was him that did these things and nobody else, no other power helped him. But then that is him now after something happened to him and he says this, now I Nebuchadnezzar praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment and those that walk in pride he is able to abase. Hallelujah. He now says he is going to honor that king, that, that lord of lords, because he has noticed that if you don't tow his line, he can bring you down. And he did. He brought him down. And he learned a lesson. He was lucky that God of heaven did not actually destroy him. He gave him a chance. So we need to know ourselves never to walk never to be proud, never to walk in pride, but to humble ourselves. Humble ourselves does not mean that you have to be a pushover. People have to do whatever they want to do to and say things that they don't want. No, you're a man of principle. You're a man of the word. And what you say, you know, is according to what the scriptures say. And you are humble and you, you help other people and you come out for them and you are there for them and you are you're everything. You are not boastful and trying to puff yourself up that it was only because of you. Otherwise, these people would have lost it. Help them and say nothing. Let them say something. Leave it to them. It is better actually when something's coming from another person than yourself, isn't it? If people say, oh, he's a, he's a good man. Oh, he helped this. Oh, he does this. Is better than you walking around and I do this and I do this. Or you know those people, they, they could have died, but I did this and I did this. No, you just humble yourself, help them and leave them like that. I grew a lot of vegetables in my new place this season. <laughs> and, and I said I was going to make money. I was counting the heads. How much are the cabbages? Oh, But something, something said to me, these vegetables you give for free, honestly. And, and the people out there where I live, they are surprised. I was inviting them. You must come home and take some cabbages. You must come home and I was chopping them, giving them, and chopping them and giving them. And I said, good Lord. But I know, I know when the time is come, the Lord knows why I had to do this. But I gave them away, the vegetables, potatoes, everything. But when I was planting them, I was counting the money. <laughs> How many heads did I put? How much is the cabbages these days? And I asked, oh, I'm going to make so much. And I put three rows of potatoes. Little did I know I was going to give it away. <laughs> but glory to God. Because it is for his, now they know that, that the, the children of God, this is what they did. This is what they do. This is how they live. They're not greedy. They're not just looking to get things all the time. But they can also reach out. Praise the Lord. So that's how we're going to be. And uh, the other one was Daniel in the lion's den. The power of God again. Daniel. 
being punished and again him refusing to buckle and he said I'd rather be eaten by the lions have you ever seen something getting eaten by these wild animals I have seen it at home being torn apart alive uh, one leg pulling this way and a little bit on the side of the neck before it dies and they're pulling, they're pulling it all over and breaking it apart and then it just dies because everything else is opened up. But it feels it before it actually dies that it's dying and it's being pulled apart. And that's what they wanted to happen to Daniel. The lions pulling him apart alive. It was better if they had just knocked him unconscious and thrown him in there. But they wanted to show the people how much they can inflict pain on people that don't listen to the king and throw him in there alive. But when they came and opened, Daniel had the lion's head as his pillow. And they were surprised. And they said, get him out. Because I did not sleep last night. God of heaven told me about this man. They got him out. And all these kings, after they've seen what these four men, these Jewish men did, these kings began to change their way of thinking and began to love and to worship God because they saw the testimonies themselves. Even after their own people were pushing, most of the time the people were pushing for the kings to destroy these people. But God showed the king that he was in control and they ended up joining him. Praise the Lord. And in John uh, 4, 23, Jesus, our Lord. Yes, Jesus, our Lord, with the woman at the well. When they were talking about worshiping again. And Jesus was telling the lady that, um, I'll just open it there now for us. This is Jesus now talking to this lady at the well. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. The Father seeketh those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. That's why I said we need to worship, setting ourselves apart, setting ourselves aside, and lifting our spirit men and making sure that it connects to the source. It connects to the Father. And when we connect to the Father, that is when we are equipped. When we get into the Word, he's, He tells us His Word and what to do. When we go to pray, we know what to pray. We know what to say. Because the Father has spoken to us. Because we have connected. Christ had this tremendous power because he was always connected to his father. He did not want to walk in his natural senses, in his, in his men natural senses. He knew if he did that, he might not complete the, the, the mission, the, the task that God sent him. So he made sure that he is not distracted by the flesh or the eyes or what he sees. He made sure he kept connected to the spirit so that he is driven by the spirit. 
He is led by the Spirit. The Bible says those that are led by the Spirit are the children of God. Because he will stop you from doing things that you're not supposed to. He will stop you from going to places where you're not supposed to. Places that will bring calamity and tears and, and, and all sorts of things. The Holy Spirit helps us. How many times, several times things have happened and people have said, oh my goodness, I was supposed to be in that place and they had something had happened. How is that? Children of God are led by the Spirit. Don't go there. Don't be part of this. Don't partake this. Go here. Go there. Help this person. That's the Holy Spirit teaching us. Praise the Lord. In spirit points to the level at which true worship occurs. That is to come in sincerity, complete sincerity, with the spirit led by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And truth is uh, to live and speak truth for Christ. Live and speak truth for Christ. That is in the truth, according to the word. And this is what is happening to Jesus at that time. And now it is that God is seeking those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. When we come to church, when we start to worship here, we need to position ourselves in the spirit. We are in church, you are before God. You need now to forget about all those things that you are going to do after church. And let your spirit focus to Christ. Focus on the cross. Focus anything that draws it. Let it focus there. Anything that is heavenly, let it focus there. And then that is how you connect and you sing the Alpha and the Omega. To worship I live, I live to worship. Everything else follows after that. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness, the right way of doing things. And all these things shall be added. We need not to worry about these things. Things will be added. But we need to worship God. And it does not matter whether we are well, jumping around, <laughs> no sickness, no big stomach, uh, but, or you are lying on your bed, on your deathbed. Worship God on your deathbed. Worship God. Two weeks ago, Pastor Joanna, I think I wanted to share uh, what had happened there in Zimbabwe. Uh, a man was very sick all of a sudden. I prayed with his family and they rang and they said, they were crying actually, daddy is not well, daddy is not well, daddy is kicking, daddy is kicking. At night they phoned and, and 2 a.m. I saw the phone call and I said something must be wrong. And then I rang up, daddy, daddy, and they were crying. I don't know what, what's happened to daddy. I said, shh, slow down. Let me wake him up. I said, don't wake him up. And then I stood there. Even I couldn't pray. I, I didn't know what to say. I just stood there. I just, I got off the bed and I went on my knees. I just stood there. I couldn't. They were on the phone and I was just silent. I had no words. But I just started praying in the spirit. I prayed in the spirit. I prayed in the spirit. I prayed in the spirit for a few minutes. And then I started now to, to pray, to, to pray in the natural, in the natural. And then I prayed and then I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And then I said, it is well. Just cover him up. And he says, he, I said, how is he now? He says, he's just still. I said, I'll talk to you in the morning. But I believed that he was not going to die. 
because we prayed praise the lord i said god and in the morning i prayed and i said god the power that raised christ from the dead let that power raise this man father i've been praying with this family now for so many years increase his days i pray for him i interceded for him praise the lord and when i was coming to church that day on the road they rang up and when i picked up the phone all these days was quiet was just lying there and i picked up the phone coming to church and they said daddy wants to talk to you oh and i shouted hallelujah in the car praise the lord and i said thank you jesus and when I got into the church and we were worshiping, I just felt I wanted to say, to, to tell the church the power of God that we serve. Praise the Lord. That we need to keep connected to him because he is the source of our power. Thank you, Jesus. In Romans 12, 1 to 2, says we are born again and we are new creatures and we have been transformed. We are changed. We are no longer the same as what we were before. We are now transformed. And the things that we do and things that we see must never reflect to what we were. We are now a different person, a different creature, operating different wavelengths. We are now on the, on the heavenly wavelength. We have left the earthly wavelengths. Praise the Lord. So we must always make sure, because we are a changed people, transformed, born again, new creatures, and now we operate differently. We operate now in the side with Christ, connected to his spirit. Amen. And the Bible says in Psalms 156, says, Let everything, everything, everything that is breath, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I love the Hebrew 13 and 59. It says, let us make worshiping uh, uh, God. It says, continually. Continually means we make it a lifestyle. It's not something that we just do one day or one week, and then end of the month we worship him, and then we stop again. But it says continually. So that means it's a lifestyle. We live like that. We are live with people that worship, with people that will always worship at all times. Praise God. Hallelujah. Bow down and worship him. And the last one I wanted to say is uh, Ephesians 2, 4 to 10, but God rich in mercy for his great love for us when we were dead in sin hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace we are saved. By grace we are saved, and heaven is our home. Heaven, our home, a beautiful place. All we need is to make sure we don't have to work hard. It's just to make sure that we connect to our Father through his Son, Jesus, and be led by his Spirit. He said, I go to my Father, and I'll send you a helper, the Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things. He will show you things. He will help you in all the things. So call upon the Holy Spirit when you're in trouble. Holy Spirit, I need your help. I call you myself even at work, even if I'm trying to find something. And, and, and I pray, Lord, you need to help me. I need to, I can't. And, and something comes into my mind. The other day a machine went and, and it couldn't make it and it failed and it came back. And one guy came to me and says, they made one mistake. I said, what was that? He says, 
I think they should have asked you to bless that mission. Because these guys, they know when even you don't say they talk behind you, they see how God moves in your life. And they see the things that you do. And they begin to, to believe and to trust without you even knowing. And lives change without them coming back to you. But they change on the inside, individually, secretly. But that's all you need. Because you don't need to know who has been changed. I prayed with one woman at a level crossing. She lives down there. I was talking to her and she said, uh, uh, my daughter is very sick. I said, what's wrong with her? She said, her intestines are twisted. And it's very hard for her to eat and to use the bathroom. I said, do you know God? She says, I go to mass, but sometimes I get very angry with God. And I looked her in the face. I said, look at me in the face. She looked. I said, you get angry with God. She says, yeah. I said, why? Because my child is sick and I pray for her. I go to mass and I do this and my child and I go. I said, that does not matter. That there shouldn't change your connection and your love for God. You keep holding, Lord, this is my daughter, my gift. You gave me this gift. But I pray that you release whatever has afflicted her and let me be set free in the name of Jesus. And she will be set free. And I prayed with her. And I said, you need to give your life to Christ. And she did that day at a level crossing. She does not know my name. I did not tell her my name. I didn't ask her a name. I think she told me a name. But I left her. God had done what he wanted for that lady. She doesn't have, have to know that a man called this, came and said this. No. But now, when I left, I said, let, your, let glory be upon your name through that woman. Let her now be going around and talking about you to other people. About what you have done to her daughter. Praise the Lord. And that gives, brings glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. So there's people in here that are afflicted, certain things, different things that are all sorts of things. These are things that come. Jesus said, these things will come upon us. Amen. But he said, be of good cheer because I have conquered the world. And he has. And we have the victory. Hallelujah. And in Psalms 96 and 8 it says, Harden not your hearts. Our God is here. He is our God and we are his people. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Call upon his name while he is near. Call upon his name while he is near. Thank you, Jesus. In Revelation 22, verse 7 and 20, the Bible tells us, this is Jesus speaking. He says, Behold, I come quickly. So Christ is coming back, and he's coming back very quickly. So let us not be caught flat-footed. Let us be ready when he comes, that we will all be jubilant. And we see each other again in heaven. Praise the Lord. Let us not get to heaven and wonder. I don't see Stephen around. What happened to him? 
because probably he drew back. Bible says towards the end there will be a lot of people that are going to draw back away from Christ. There shall be a falling away. I pray in the name of Jesus that none of us in here are going to fall away. But we are going to hold on no matter what happens. And we are going to go from strength to strength. No matter what we face in life, know this, that God has us. And God knows and God sees these things. He loves us. He died for us. And he interceded for the people that persecuted him. So did Stephen. The people that stoned him, he interceded for them. He prayed for them. So we do the same. People that afflict us, people that say things bad about us, things that don't want to see us prosper, things, people that don't want to see these things, pray for them. Amen. Praise the Lord. If we could just stand to our feet now, please. Hallelujah. I hope you've been blessed. Have we been blessed today? Praise the Lord. Now, if you're in here, you have heard about the God that we're talking about. The God that sits on the throne. He's sitting on the throne. The God of heaven. How he loves you so much. How he sent his son to come and to die for you. How he lowered himself to reach out to you without changing his principles. But to reach out to get to you. Dying a terrible, one of the worst deaths during his time just to reach out to us. If you are in here and you don't know this Christ and you'd like to know him, you'd like to give your life to him, would you like to come down here and let's pray with you? Anyone that does not know Christ? Anyone? We're all good. Praise the Lord. Now, we just want to pray because we're talking about worshiping God. There might be things that are in your life, things that are not good. Some things that you can talk about, some things that you can't talk about. And we just want to pray and give them to the Lord and surrender them. Praise the Lord. Together, as we stand, I believe when we pray corporately, there is power in the name of Jesus. Father, we just want to pray right now and we lift your name up on high because you are God, you are Jehovah, our Lord. I just come, Lord, and I pray as we stand here, we are your children. There is situations, Lord, that are beyond our control, situations, Father, that are out of our hands. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we command every attack upon every soul that is in here father we command the devil to let them off we command them to set them loose to set them free in the name of jesus we plead the blood of jesus we cover them with the blood of jesus i ask oh god that you will touch every heart you will shift them you will move them to the next level that from today on lord that our culture changes that we are becoming a worshiping people that we are called the church that worships, the church that worships their God. Father, we thank you. I pray for all these now, Father, as I live, that you will bless them in the week. 
you will provide for them you will protect them you will open their eyes to see the things you want them to see you will they will hear when you speak to them in the name of jesus father we thank you we give you praise and we give you glory in jesus name amen amen